This is Hallway Digressions, laughs, rants, and musings on life and culture from the Lakewood Park Bible Department. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 23rd episode of the second season of Hallway Digressions. Zoom is recording this episode. It let us know that. That means that we are ready to go. We are ready to dialogue about some good content. Fellas, I'm excited for today's episode because we have uh, just heard the voice of our students, which which mm. we haven't heard in a few weeks because it's summertime. And uh, as we talked about in our pre-show notes uh, and, and dialogue, um, well, our hearts are just longing to see those sweet faces of our students once again um but but not a moment not a moment too soon we <laughs> we don't want to see them until yeah. until all of summer break has been completed and fulfilled and so we will just talk to them through uh, this beautiful time. gift called the internet all in good time um mm. if uh, dear dear listeners if if nick seems far off um, he's not far off. He's just in the corner of his room right now doing some top-notch painting. And let me just tell you, the shade looks brilliant. Hey. Thanks. Yeah. You yeah, know, I, my wife tells me I'm far off all the time. So <laughs> uh, Nick, can we explore this a little bit? What, what room is uh, getting the makeover? Yeah, this is, uh, well, you know, um, I've just come to expect that when we move into a new house, I'm eventually going to have to repaint every room. So, wait, wait, why, why do you, wait, why is that? Because, <laughs> because um, uh, I love my wife. That's oh, okay. okay. Yes. I should have asked wife is that right? So yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering I, I if it's something like, uh, like the, the nesting phenomenon for like uh, pregnant mothers when they just have to nest and create the new <laughs> nursery room. Is it, is it like nesting for you? You need to, paint every wall so you can say this is our home our abode oh this is the place of the d's i don't know i just do it because my <laughs> wife likes it, so. <laughs> hey why is it when the wife is gets to nest or what we call nesting that it's the 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 husband that looks like the the chicken that just got <laughs> plucked and feathered <laughs> <laughs> so to our listeners we've reached the point in which our wives no longer listen to our show anymore yeah. and so we oh. we're free to be open and honest <laughs> we look like the one that you're like, <laughs> you just like hit with a stick like is it breathing <laughs> is it breathing <laughs> Oh my god. Oh boy. <laughs> I think it's just swimming upside down. I have uh repainted well my wife and I before we moved in, we repainted the whole uh main floor. So wow. those colors weren't, you know, nice. So whatever. <laughs> so then so. I have repainted last summer. I think it was last summer. No, maybe. Yeah, I don't know when. Christmas break, who knows. I uh, I repainted the basement, so now this is the upstairs. This is uh, the master bedroom. So oh, the master suite. Good. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Good. It's a nest. Yeah. So just a a brighter color. Uh, yeah. For those of you you know who are listening, the color is parchment. 
Ooh. So hey. I think you can, you know, get an idea what that might be like. There's yeah. some biblical uh, connections. The Bible department likes parchment. Yeah, yes. parchment. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. good. <laughs> and then the next room is going to be papyri. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking about doing a nice uh, once over of Codex on right. Codex. Yeah. Clay tablet. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so uh, yeah, uh, Brett, you had something very meaningful and deep um, that you wanted to express to our <laughs> listeners today. So, so let's give you a, let's give you a couple minutes to go ahead and do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you guys remember an episode or two back, uh, I was talking about the um, uh, my indie collection and the short round hat. Remember, mm. and the fact that yes. it's a New York. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. it, well, let's yeah. let's go all the way back there and remember that you uh, may have been scammed and <laughs> <laughs> may have yes, may have. You guys, I you, you need you need to help me here because I. <laughs> Well, I didn't hear back. Uh, well, I, I got an email back from them. They said that, uh, <laughs> oh, I already told you that I could, uh, no, I, I got one that said it shipped. Okay. Uh, okay. So I got one that said it shipped. That was a while ago. And so uh, when I uh, tried to track it, um, I couldn't. <laughs> it was in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Right around where the Bermuda Triangle is. So delivered to Atlantis. <laughs> What's that? What was that, Nick? Maybe it's on that ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> the world's got to be covering. I from see that, it on yeah. the news, like when guys like leaving <laughs> wearing it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I sent an email to their uh, customer service that I had previously used. It was the same one <laughs> and i got back you guys tell me if this is a good sign or not it said mailer demon or day diamond oh, no. <laughs> failure notice <laughs> sorry we were unable to deliver the your message to the following address so and it literally says mailer like a mail yeah and it, like uh but then d a e m o n, which is actually a pronunciation or transliteration of demon, also yeah, daimon. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Right. So I um, was, uh, hmm. uh, I sent money to Hades, evidently, and uh, but, <laughs> hopefully so. you didn't fund any assassination plots down there. <laughs> no, but, maybe too soon that on that to one. Say it's it, this is going to end on a good note. Okay, so this is a yeah. happy ending story. So, We're hopeful. All that to say, oh, I have. It uh, happened. 1922 uh, vintage. So what happened was was our, our co-host and, and dear friend and brother in the Lord, Nick, while we were talking in like two minutes, sent me an email for Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. So you must wow. have connections, I would imagine. So well, like Brooklyn a, is um, uh, near, near and dear to the stomping grounds of the D's. <laughs> yeah, so it came and check out too. I don't know if you can see it, but see how even the bill... It's yes. like the shortened. Uh, it is, uh, bill yeah, and, the and short it's bill. Just real flimsy, like it. And I was looking at the pictures again of short round. It, 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 it's pretty spot on. It's, it's pretty legit. So, so yeah, I got scammed. Had to pay a little bit of extra money, but um, <laughs> I guess I. You I had to buy two hats to get one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somebody in the Suez Canal is is very happy today for the free <laughs> item, but uh, and and the moral of the story is 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 Nick. 
I need you to be like my distributor, I guess, when it comes to purchasing indie items. Cause yeah. I have a couple more hopefully that are on the way and hopefully not. Uh, well, if I can, if I can do a little, a little pivoting here, uh, Brett, um, maybe it's something like we see the beauty of what happens when the church comes together, unified brothers in Christ, different parts of the body working together. Like we talked about during discipleship, every Timothy needs his Paul and, and Nick mm-hmm. came along as the Paul in this particular facet of life. And, um, and he showed you the way he showed you the way, how to, how to get that brilliant little hat there. You know, I, that, and, that uh, is a good connection. I think the spirit's yeah, working because, because when Paul was talking to Timothy, I'm pretty sure he said something about bringing the parchments as well. The whole... And so there, the, the spirit is, is working yeah. today. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's powerful powerful um so okay so real quick speaking of powerful this is what my brain just did in a, in a couple seconds there uh, <laughs> we're not even contracted right now and i know i know already good grief um powerful went to power just earlier today i was listening to a podcast on the hour of power you guys remember the the robert Schuler hour of power wow the, i was thinking cathedral Okay. Why was my brain thinking about the Hour of Power in Crystal Cathedral? Because there's a new podcast out right now, which, um, well, I just, I, I don't think it's going to hit the same reach as ours. And so nah. maybe I'll just give a little bit of a we'll shout out them. to them to, yeah, we'll give them a little yeah. help. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll pull them up by their bootstraps a little bit because <laughs> I don't know if they'll have the audience to do it on their own, but nice little podcast put out by this, uh, this little Christian group called Christianity Today. Um <laughs> fellow by the name of Mike Cosper. There, there was together... quotes in the Christian right there. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. well, okay. So, so alleged Cosper, Christianity. Like. Alleged. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so they did a docu-series or it's still coming out and it's on, um, hold on. When I said docu-series, my Siri, <laughs> oh, stop Siri. Is, she wants to respond to that. Uh, so there's a little documentary. Like, huh, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's on the rise and fall of Mars Hill. And it's an analysis mm. of yeah. uh, just that whole thing. But I mean, it's not a gossip fest. It's not just right. like, hey, let's slander Mark Driscoll for a little while. And really what they're saying for the question that they're carrying throughout is who's responsible for the fall, the rise and the fall of Mars Hill what they keep coming back to is well we are as american christianity because we've so celebritized certain pastors and we've we've given them an undue ground of authority and influence and we've allowed the brand to take over and and we've we've followed people with charisma rather than people with character and um and they go through and they list all the all the names uh you know of of james mcdonald Bill mm-hmm. Hybels, uh, uh, Carl Lentz, uh, uh, Perry Noble, Ravi Zacharias, and they're like, look, we're not doing great with the celebrity pastor track record over the last 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, Hour of Power. It's, they were talking about Chris, uh, Crystal Palace and kind of the rise of the mega church today. So super fascinating. Uh, that's not about our podcast right now, but you guys should check it out. It, it's really an interesting analysis. They do a lot of a lot of work. They did like a year of just interviews and research uh, to to make it a credible analysis. Yeah. So 
I know um, Julie Julie Royce from the Royce Report has really been uh, covering some things on Driscoll lately, and this is kind of a side note, but but maybe you guys can help me, um, uh, and I can Google it probably. But <clears throat> um, so maybe Mars I'll Hill. <laughs> yeah well i'm not ordering anything yet right, Nick, right, so right. just okay. just be on be on standby <laughs> um so but mars hill that was also the name of rob bell's church right up in uh were, yes. were they affiliated grand rapids in, yeah not affiliated at all okay okay not i i was yeah i was wondering was that somehow kind of a bit but i knew they were both two polar opposites in their <laughs> their teachings but yeah uh, yeah i don't know you know what maybe uh maybe if we get below the surface we'd see that those two were in cahoots to <laughs> put together the two opposite ends of the spectrum to <laughs> i don't know you know, reach everybody too, that, that is just yeah. too bad though i'll tell you with driscoll he he did have some good stuff yeah, you know, and some, uh, yeah. back in the day, and he was pretty solid on some things. And Dude, yeah, I remember seeing him on um, Piers Morgan, yeah, too, talking about like the Christian position on homosexuality and things. And yeah, you know, he uh, it's, it's too bad. It's on all those guys you mentioned. It's too bad. Yeah, so, it Perry, is. It Perry is. Noble was he? Was he more of a? He was a mega church out on the East Coast. Oh okay. goodness! Um, he, I, there was like a Perry Stone too. That was more of like in the whole Bible prophecy. That was a little more on the charismatic spectrum. Maybe yeah. that—that's who I'm thinking of. But okay, Nick, what were you saying over there? Uh, I was saying shockingly, uh, Mark Driscoll's church was Mars Hill Bible Church versus <laughs> Mars Hill Church. Oh, okay, okay, so okay. You can trust gotcha. one and not the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's in the yeah. name. Um, well, fellas, we we do. We have a we have a number of just excellent questions that have been just pouring in from our students. Goodness, I don't think we could get through all a couple thousand of them, uh, but maybe we could get through the four that actually were sent in. Um, so so let me uh, let me kick it off for us here. Let's start out with uh, Lauren Lauren's question. Lauren asked, "Should women be allowed to be in active combat?" And we're mm. obviously responding from a christian biblical perspective and so uh let me hear from you guys women in active combat um yay or or nay i i didn't give you know I'm, i'll just treat it i guess like i would in class and and i'll think out loud um here or yeah so uh, um i i would you know i i think in uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of any passages that would <clears throat> restrict them. Now, this is though assuming, <laughs> this is though assuming that it's okay for any believer to be in combat, oh, right? Which okay, we know is, okay. is a completely uh, diff. Well, it's a, it's a related theological debate issue. Sure, sure. So, so I'm just saying within the let, let's assume hypothetically that we're all on the same page and we say yes, Christians can go into uh, combat in a just war sense kind of a thing. Right. Um, if, if that is the case biblically, um, which I do happen to fall in that category, I, I, I can't think of any passages that would restrict then a, a Christian or a, a, not, I guess not even a Christian. So a Christian woman or, or a woman um, to go into combat. I, I mean, I would, I would prefer it not, probably i would lean towards not being you know i would prefer that not being the case but at the same time if if uh, she 
um, wants to go and, and fight and, and help, uh, you know, if it's, if it's a just cause and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, okay. as long as she passes the, uh, uh, the required physical and, you know, mental trainings, all, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Can she do girl push-ups to pass that test? <laughs> the real question is, can I even do girl push-ups? So. <laughs> yeah. We're answering one of Vivian's uh, questions later on here, and so I uh, I know she'll <laughs> like that comment. Uh, Nick, what do you what what do you say, uh, ladies in in combat? Hmm. Um, I I think you know I agree with Brett that there's not really anything in scripture that prohibits it. Um, but um, it seems like, oh, my Zoom thing fell. Um, it seems like the general tone, like I, I know like, you know, we're, we're not in the old covenant, we're not Israel. Um, but, you know, we look at Israel as, as God's community. Mm-hmm. And it was always the, the men who went out uh, to war. Um, and so, I, you know, I, and you might say, well, may, maybe that was just cultural, you know, maybe that, uh, and, and I think there, there might be a part that is that, but um, I think we also have to, you know, consider that carefully about, you know, what are uh, the roles of men and women? We're living in a yeah. society that says, there are no differences between men and women. And, uh, you know, uh, well, you know, we, we know that we should know that that's not true, but, um, and I, and I think we have to be cautious about just saying, okay, let's, let's, um, I mean, you know, the only reason you might consider this is, you know, as a Christian, whether or not, you know, what does God say? And, and I don't think God has any prohibitions against it, but I think it does fall into the broader, category of uh you know what are uh men's and women's roles and in general mm-hmm. men's roles are are to protect you know protect uh, yeah. the home protect the family protect the country so yeah yeah you know i'm not i'm not making my <clears throat> wife you know if there's a noise in the middle of the night go right. figure out what it is you know yes, I, i'm gonna right. be the one to do that so hey, if anybody's yeah. gonna shoot anybody it's gonna be me now now let me ask you a follow-up there brett because um (laughs) if you're gonna say hey i don't want Brittany to be totally unprotected though you're carrying the gun will you allow her to have the tent peg following after the biblical (laughs) model of jl yeah in the book of judges is that an appropriate use of weaponry maybe household products is that is that is that the the transcending Hair, hairspray principle. and a lighter. <laughs> They're allowed to use household products. To, to <laughs> uh, yeah, she hits him with the iron. I'm just totally kidding. Uh, now, oh. now I'm getting myself into trouble. So I, it, it, we don't have a tent peg available as a machete. Okay. <laughs> so um, no, you know I uh, no that that's great. And and can I also with what Nick was saying, you guys? I I mean. Because he said about if you're not a Christian, then we're not maybe not going to necessarily care, right? About well, God set up the rules this way and all this kind of stuff. But hey, let's be object, try to be objective here, and let's look at humanity in general from the dawn of history, or at least recorded history, and what we know of. 
sociologically or whatever you want to say, anthropologically, how have we uh, tended to to behave and act? And and I would say, well, I bet we would be hard pressed to find generalizations of, of cultures where the women typically would go out to battle and things. Now I know somebody would say, well, what about the Amazonians and stuff? Well, th- that was clearly, I mean, the reason why they're known is because they were an exception, you know, but I, th- I think if we look at history and, and ancient cultures that has tended to be the case that the, the, yeah. the, the men generally speaking have, have been the ones to be the protectors to go to battle and, and the women uh, generally had a different role. Now, again, that I know there's females out there that could just totally destroy me in like hand-to-hand <laughs> combat. So I'm not saying that's the case, but but again, I I think we need to look at all of that history of humanity. Yeah, and I and, wonder and if for something, Brett and and Nick, both you guys just being such a wizards in the apologetical realm, would you? Would you say that maybe that that way of thinking is akin to uh, the basis of the moral law argument in which because we see this universal well, and, and not exclusively universal, there, there are yeah. exceptions, like you said, but because there seems to be this default that men protect and uh, that's a part of the role um, to defend, um, within within their their role masculine roles uh do you think do you think that that's in the same vein or or not so much it's more of just an anthropological no no in in part i mean mm -hmm. you know uh, in a general sense men are going to be stronger physically we just we have higher testosterone we just have different just a a different anatomical uh uh, makeup that, that leans us towards lends us towards just being stronger you know the, the best bench press is always going to be from a man the best mm-hmm. bench press from men will always be, be you know the best bench press from women you know kind of thing is what i'm saying mm-hmm. and yeah and i think i need to stop saying things because <laughs> i don't think i'm vocalizing it very well at all but well, you know what i'm saying like yeah by well like large yeah and I'm stronger and, and, and than my wife trying, you know we're, we're trying to notice so first of all yes i i agree with all of that and and yeah it is it's it's just like uh it's very similar to like the moral argument you see any any of those arguments for for god's existence when we're coming from a natural theology view or uh the evidential approach it's all based on that it's it's all based on that attempt to take a step back and let's just observe and let's see what these observations, the what general things can we conclude about the reality in the universe that we live in? And so for the moral argument, for example, yes, uh, we, we all agree, whether we're atheists or not, that, that morality exists. And then, then the real question is, where does it come from? So why do we behave this way? What gives the best explanation? Did it, did it evolution produce this or, right, yeah. uh, you know, so, so yeah, it, it, it is. It's a general observation about humanity. And um, I would even say, you know, the fact that we are still we're debating this hotly today, you know, uh, who is we have this first openly transgender female who's who's allowed to compete in the weightlifting category in the Olympics, you know, uh, biological male. Um, And so that that's been in the news. Um, 
I, and, and what you were saying about just, again, generally, not every single, you know, again, I, I know there are women out there, many who could yes. wreck me. So, yes. uh, but um, the, here, here's one thing I, I found interesting in this whole discussion about transgenderism and who can compete and all this kind of stuff. Um, a question was asked, where are all the, the biological females that are transitioning to male uh, competing in men's sports, you know, at the professional level. And so, you know, again, I, I think we just have to be honest and, 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 and also the Navy SEAL issue, you know, they're not yet has one biological female, uh, as far as I know, unless it just happened recently ha has been able to, um, meet the requirements and standards. So, so anyway, yeah, there is something true to that. And, and here's the interesting thing, Luke, I think it, it, it all comes down to, um, God, it, it is his design. Yes, he designed it. There are, there are those elements of the design that are, uh, what do you want to say, intellectual, philosophical, uh, sort of the written word, so to speak, but then elements of the design that are, are just inherent within, in a physical sense within the creation. And, and so uh, when it comes to sex and sexuality, biological sex, obviously biology, there's elements of that design that we see in a physical sense. I, I think it's the same way here. God, there, there's elements of that design that he set up within what he made to be male, what he made to be female, to be complementary. Um, there's physical elements to that. And we just see that. And notice today, as we have already rebelled against the design in the marital, sexual to the wor word sense, you know, God's design for what marriage and sexuality should be. Now we are rebelling against that, that design in the biological outer sense. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to say, no, female does not have to be confined to having this type of anatomy or male doesn't have to be confined. You see what I mean? And, and yeah, uh, right, anyway, right. if all, any of that makes sense, but no, yeah. Yeah. Nick, anything you would supplement to that or sticking with your original statement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well now we cool we uh we we slid into um apologetics there very naturally i think that's uh, appropriate but um we did get a couple apologetical questions from some students and so maybe we can um put two of them out together for the sake of time here and kind of interact with both of them simultaneously so this is this is elijah and luke um hitting us with some great questions elijah's asking um let me pull it up so I can make sure that I'm saying it right here. Um, okay. Uh, if someone uh, that believes in God, um, how, excuse me. Okay. How can I believe in God with all of the evil and specifically points to past events and asks how a God like ours can ignore it? What, what would I say to that for someone who would say, um, if you believe in God, why is there evil, especially with some of the things in the past you could point out, you know, Holocaust or any myriad of, of horrendous things done at the hands of evil, wicked humans? Um, how can a God like that, how could a God like the one we profess just ignore acts of evil like that? What would you, what would you respond? This is the old age old problem of evil. And I think we've said on the show before, um, Nick, I think you said it actually, this is Legitimately, this is the most difficult question to answer um, in a satisfactory way for a skeptic or an unbeliever. 
um, because we are we have to interact with two different attributes of God, uh, which is the 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 fact that God is sovereign and omnipotent, um, and He has the ability to stop any act of evil um, within His scope of power, and then that God is also good and loving and beneficent, and so if He loves and He has the power, why doesn't He do anything? And so uh, how can we harmonize the character of God with the experience of evil and suffering? And so um, you have a, you have someone asking, what do you, what do you say? Yeah, I would say um, why, what gives you the idea that he's ignoring the problem? Mm. Because, um, just because he allows it to go on does not mean that he is ignoring the problem. Um, I mean, you know, ultimately, where does evil come from? You know, evil comes from our own hearts. Evil comes from within us. You know, there is evil within us. So in order to do away with evil, God has to transform us or mm. get rid of us. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, so if you want to be annihilated, I mean, then evil will be gone. Um, but God has chosen, right, uh, another mm -hmm. way to uh, transform us. And that is through, right, the, the, the salvation offered through Jesus Christ. And so he offers to transform the evil that's in me and in you and in all of us. And so uh, in that sense, he is doing something about evil uh, and people continue to say, God, why, why, you know, no matter what God does, uh, according to people, he's wrong. Um, you know, he offers salvation free of charge and, um, and, uh, offers to eradicate evil in our hearts, but yet we still blame him for it, even though it's our fault. Mm -hmm. Well, that was brilliantly said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nick and Brett, thinking about that. Anything? back to our earliest parents they did the same thing and uh what what should we expect from a fallen sinner mm -hmm. <laughs> right to blame even the yeah that's good good so, yeah and and you know there's mul multiple things that can be said about this and different ways we can go like um you know because he's saying asking how how can i believe in god and course we all know the approach that how would you even know what evil is unless yeah. the you know ultimate right. standard of good if you don't believe in god why do you believe in evil yeah right right, right. right. yeah so going back to some of the moral mm -hmm. uh argument uh, stuff and yeah i guess i so i i really like nick's approach and to, yeah. to kind of just maybe piggyback on that um you, you know you mentioned horrible things like the the holocaust and you guys know or maybe i don't know if i've mentioned it before but uh, i've been I, reading yeah. a schindler's list and uh um i it's been so long since i had seen the movie so i'm reading the book and um wow it i'll tell you it's uh um you know you just from reading some of these things it's like how how can uh, I, i'm i'm not e even aside from the question of god I'm, I'm wondering how can some humans be so evil and mm -hmm. and 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 doing some of what they did, you know, especially when it comes to the murder of, of children and even kids that were pleading for their lives, plead, you know, and they put them in a hole and shot them and their whole family. And, you know, it's just like, 
I, so, so anyway, I, what, what Nick said about why do you think he's ignoring it? Um, I, I, as hard as it is now, it's easy for me to say on the outside of a, of a trial right now, if I were in one of those camps, um, it wouldn't be so I wouldn't be able to say this so easily. I don't think it would be harder to, mm. to see that bigger picture or try to, or remember that there is a bigger picture, but um, we can look back on history and see that no, God wasn't ignoring. Um, and some of those very men and women who were responsible for those, some of those atrocities, mm-hmm. um, at least in a, uh, on this side of eternity, already were brought to justice. And it was very interesting. Since I'm reading this right now, I've been on a Holocaust World War II kick. And so I watched Valkyrie uh, the other night. And if you, you haven't seen that, check that out. Tom Cruise, uh, based on a true story, one of the attempts of uh, German uh, officers to assassinate Hitler. And uh, boy, it, if you like suspense. And so anyway, watch that. And in the movie, um, there was uh, uh, some of the officers when when the plot got figured out, didn't go through. They're being, you know, they're they're being tried. One of the officers, German officers, was telling the court and the judges that were sitting there that, you know, you think you're safe. What you're doing to me now, you know, come a year from now or whatever it's they're going to come for you too and and one of the guys when they were shown at the end all the 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 officers who were standing for justice and trying to uh, end hitler um it was showing when they were assassinated or killed you know uh but then one of the officers that um had condemned these guys it showed that he was like uh he was hanged within the next year or whatever. And I think if I remember correctly, he wasn't hanged by the, the German or the Nazi regime. He was hanged by the allies when they mm. came. And uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, God, he, he uh, justice will come, whether it's here on this side of eternity yeah. or next. Yeah. Um, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah, well said to the both of you there. Um, the only thing that I would put out there as well as the response is, um, the, the question in return, uh, do you have a better alternative than the Christian worldview? Because I can tell you why evil exists and why we see such horrific acts of evil. Um, if we're simply just an evolution of animals, um, I think we can see that some of the acts of horror done by humans are categorically different than what we see when one animal attacks another because it's hungry or is defending its land. And so um, it, what are what are the alternatives uh you say that it's awful that all of this mass murdering has happened why is that awful if the christian worldview isn't true why is that so horrible why why is it awful that you love lost a loved one why do you love that other person if they're just a a a bag of molecules you know and nothing more and if there's nothing transcendent about our personhood but we know it it's within us that that there is good and evil, that there is love, that there is justice and that this world is broken. And we long for answers to those. And the Christian worldview satisfactorily gives us an answer. It doesn't answer all of our questions and it doesn't remove all of the hurt that we experience in the midst of pain and suffering and evil. Um, And we don't know all of the whys behind the motivations of other people, but we can at least 
have a framework um, for why it is and what will ultimately come about when, come come about when all things are made new. And so, uh, like again, just what what's the alternative? And do you find that to be a more satisfactory answer than the Christian worldview? And so, you mentioned okay. justice. Every yeah. worldview yeah. has to answer that question. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. I was yeah. going to say too, justice even goes. I mean, that's that's a I think a big part of the the flip side of the coin of the moral argument is explaining justice mm-hmm. and which worldview can best account for what is actual justice. Because I've had people say, well, you know, because I I've brought up the fact that we have a justice system, and you know, every year I'm like I ask the students, do is it only Christians who are about the justice system? <laughs> we all are, and, and look at our world right now, and you know, what's the word we're the the buzzword today is justice and social justice, and so, uh, but but I've had the response that well, you know, the 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 justice system we we lock up, you know, it's like locking up an animal so they don't hurt society anymore. That's not all. That's not what justice is. Um, that's a part of it. Yeah, we want to protect society, but justice is making a wrong right. And mm-hmm. and what we do, and and even apart from Christianity, what we do in our court system and everything, and we we argue and debate this. That's why we have lawyers and court cases and so on. Is we try to determine the weight of the crime that was committed, how evil or wrong or bad was this or not. And, and therefore, how much should you pay? What should be paid in order to attempt to make this right and balance this mm-hmm. out? See, you, you can't get away from, that's what justice is. It's not just the, well, we're gonna lock up a criminal so he doesn't hurt people anymore. No, there's a flip side to that. I mean, why else, you know, I bring this up in class, why else, you know, do they have then family come uh, or are allowed to come to watch an execution even of the, the person, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. It's to see it, that, that that justice be paid and, and so yeah. yeah it goes way deeper than caging definitely. an animal definitely definitely um okay so so now let's uh pivot again to another uh question maybe hmm. uh just on if god is who he says he is or maybe just following what the bible is saying about god and then looking at our experience again today uh, this is a, i think i said luke earlier this is caleb uh saying he's in a conversation and uh started they were wrestling with uh, the the question of why doesn't God uh, do miracles anymore, um, and uh, to show His power and um, and and display His His reality and presence. And so, um, why doesn't God do miracles today? And and I presume we could probably say like in the scripture, um, mm. though maybe maybe He wouldn't even say that. Um, I think we would still all say God definitely still does miracles. That's why we pray. You know, when you have a sick loved one, you pray that God would do something um, in his power. If you have a friend that you're hoping will uh, come to know the Lord, you pray that God would do something um, very Calvinistically in their life. And <laughs> that, that there would be a miracle of regeneration. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. So what would you fellas say? Um, so I, I presume and we're saying something like seeing the Red Sea split, um, yeah. Yeah. that kind of seeing, seeing the dead raised, maybe seeing supernatural acts of 
healing where the lame person who has never walked is now walking um that kind of thing what would you guys say i mean have they watched tbn um <laughs> <laughs> just uh, youtube benny hinn and you'll see a lot of acts of power and might happening there yeah i you know um a, a few things again multiple ways to go with it and uh you know i i think uh, first of all i guess maybe this would be what would nick's approach you know what would nick nick say here right like why do you <laughs> think they're not happening you know it, it i guess yeah. uh Right. You know, it, we, we base, we, uh, what do I want to say? Truth. Um, we, we build our worldview based on a lot of just our own experience and man, we're all each so limited and, you know, just because the the world is bigger than me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's, it's all the time. It's just, just because we have never experienced something, you know, and I, I see this a lot, not to get too off topic here, but you know, with uh, paranormal, you know, stuff and people mocking that, oh, you know, it's great, you know, uh, s- stuff like hauntings or whatever can't happen or whatever, you know, and it, it's just like, well, man, you know, I've, the, the more I've, I've read and, and kind of looked into that stuff, it seems like it happens way more often to many, all kinds of people than what we would, you know, expect. And just because you haven't experienced it, so that means it's not real. And so, um, now, again, we need to be, you know, we don't want to be gullible. We need to be skeptical and things like that. It, uh, have that healthy skepticism. But so anyway, so yeah, I, I, it, I think some of those things that we read in scripture are happening today. And, and again, if you start researching and looking, uh, especially people in the mission field or in other countries, uh, where it seems that the um, spiritual realm is much more part of everyday normal life, uh, then yeah, you'll start hearing um uh, accounts of, of miracles or what we call miracles happening. Mm. But so that, that would be one thing I would, I would say, but, but also just the fact that man, j- just our everyday lives. And, and I know an atheist is, Oh, that's a cop out. Um, well, no, it goes back to the teleological argument, really the fact that we, we live in such an ordered and designed mm. universe and even a, a, admittedly, according to atheists, uh, who are uh, physicists and, and who know their stuff, um, we do live in an ordered universe. And um, yeah. so that in and of itself, I think, is miracle if, uh, you know, in light of what's the better explanation, we just came out of chaos. It just happened to be this way. So, uh, again, I, we can go on a tangent there uh, with yeah. the teleological argument. But, but I think the fact that we see order, design, we see the beauty of life, like in, you know, childbirth and, and things like that. Um, yeah, man, we're, we're seeing God's, God's handiwork right there. Nick, the tool man, D Domenico, do you, uh, <laughs> uh? <laughs> <laughs> <That whole thing. laughs> uh, you have any, any, uh, additional thoughts on that one? I would, uh, ask, uh, well, first of all, God's under no obligation to, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I know good why. starting point. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> Why, why do you expect them to? Secondly, um, you know, the, the often quoted definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Mm. Well, God did a bunch of miracles in the first century and uh, the people still <laughs> rejected Jesus. So yeah, yeah. God's not insane. He doesn't, 
why would he i mean i agree with what brett said i do agree miracles are happening today and absolutely but you know miracles don't change hearts yeah so i i think that's the reason why god doesn't do it you know and you know you saying that nick makes me think of luke 16 and the rich man and lazarus and the rich man from haiti says won't you just send you know an angel or, or Moses back. What's, what's he say? I can't recall off the top of my head there. Won't, he, won't you he just says send... here, I'll, I'll send you a uh, New York Giants hat. <laughs> <laughs> America. It got... yeah. A miracle. Yeah, yeah. He says, even if somebody, one. even if somebody rises for, he says they have Moses and the prophets, let them read them. And he right. says, yeah. even if somebody rises from the dead, they yeah. still won't believe. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So yeah, just uh, uh, to Nick's point there. And, and, you know, I, I ask this question often when I, when I hear uh, this same thing presented is, uh, how often do you think we pray for something to happen, for God to intervene, he does, and then we, in our skepticism, chalk it up to yeah. it being a, you know, coincidence or, you know, we're, we're praying for the sick loved one, God heals them, and then all of a sudden we say, oh, great, the medic- yeah. medicine worked, you know, and, and, and I think when we feel like we have nothing else to look to, we finally look to God and say, genie in a bottle, God, will you answer, do a miracle? And then, and then we're so quick just to turn back to our, our uh, quote unquote rationalism and uh, you know, uh, excusing it for, Oh, the wisdom of the doctors or something like that, you know, and perhaps God answers a lot more of our prayers than we give him credit for, um, yeah, I wonder that. I wonder that. Obviously, I, I don't. Right. I don't know, but I wonder. Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. We we do, and I do this. You you when something happens, an answered prayer, for example, going that route. Um, you, I I I don't. I want to be careful, and I don't want to one hundred percent say, "Well, God definitely," because because if I can think of a way to uh, discredit God doing it, like if I can think of another. Mm-hmm um, explanation, the medicine started to work. Yeah. 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 Then I'm cautious about it. If, if there's another explanation, then, then I'm like, yeah, God did it, but I say it kind of reservedly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I hear you. Um, all right, fellas, uh, we, we've gone a a good distance here. Let's wrap it up because Viv was harassing me because she (laughs) said at the end of our last episode, we, we asked the question, a practical tip for discipleship, for pursuing discipleship. And we got, um, we got distracted with another tangent that we went with that I think was a really good one, but we never actually I don't said, even she believe said that. I, I don't uh, even believe that. I, you know what? I need it's to go the back. The name of the podcast. Wait, are we obligated to? No, I just, <laughs> so just as uh... to Vivian. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> Hey, can I, can I finish Elijah's question about, uh, yes, you can. Vide- vide- uh, yeah. Yes, so, uh, Drake, game, yeah. yes. And, and Elijah, yes, I do know Uncharted. that, uh, Tom Holland. Yeah. And so I have, uh, the uh, uncharted one, two, and three. However, I have not played any of them yet. Um, and I, but just last night I was thinking of a game plan pun intended that uh, maybe after I finish Far Cry 2, well instead done. of going to Far Cry 3, maybe I'll go to Uncharted 1. But uh, yeah, but right now the scales are leaning towards 
Far Cry 3 and then well, going to Uncharted 1. So Brett, Brett, summer break is almost over. You need to make the best use of the time <laughs> because it's, because yeah. the days are shortening, you know. Until, yes, yes. Until It'll be time uh, to love students again. <laughs> yeah, ugh, at least 7 to 3.30, you know. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so muster your strength uh hunker down persevere and uh <laughs> let's let's see if you can do the miraculous if i can say it and get through yeah. far cry 3 and uncharted and uh when elijah returns to our blessed walls this fall we'll be able to um you'll be able to interact with him on that my bloodshot eyes and <laughs> bugged out because i haven't slept in days yeah. and uh holy smokes did elijah just graduate he yeah did. He's yeah, yeah, he's not coming back to the walls. Well, he better. He better come visit. Oh, he can yeah, come visit right, his right. little brother. Yeah. There it is. Check up yeah. on uh, little Zeke. Yeah. Well, fellas, it's been a it's been a great episode here. I feel like we've covered a lot of content. We've oh, wait, a but lot of a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else? What else can we do but call it a successful app? And um. <laughs> until next time students god bless (laughs) sorry i ruined